Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Ben Castillo, the founder of NGO New World Together, used to be a giant in the corporate world. But after 10 years, he became disturbed by the obsession with profit, growth, and lack of concern regarding social and environmental matters that went against his very own values and ethics. Within his spiritual awakening, he realized that in this era of fast expansion and blind global consumerism, the ecological, social, and financial consequences we are facing have resulted in massive and obvious global crisis. Ben believes this gives us an opportunity to turn a conscious and collective evolution to create a better future for us all. And perhaps this is the only realistic solution if we want to avoid a global collapse of potentially catastrophic consequences. He and his team are focusing on raising awareness and bringing new and unique perspectives about our biggest world problems with integrating science, psychology, sociology, anthropology, geopolitics, spirituality, consciousness, and futurism. He brings a lot of important information to the table at part two of our three-part interview. We recorded this before the breakout news about coronavirus, and this is a very timely episode regarding the fears you could be having right now. So please welcome Ben to the show. Hey, Ben, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shape. Thank you very much for <laughs> welcoming me again. Yes. I'm um, very honored, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm very excited about today's topic because we are talking about truth and what is the truth and conspiracy theories and how to delineate between the truth and what's false and what's spiritual and what's not. And so in a very, very vague and basic question then how do we know what the truth is um, first of all i think it's very important to well define the truth um, in its multidimensionality in its infinity the truth is everything that is everything that has been and everything that will be so it's something that's way over our heads in a way and at the same time inside of us because we are part of this truth so, and speaking about, um, like, for instance, entities, um, intentions that we put into the world with energy, there is kind of this uh, idea of, like, when we talk about conspiracy theories, the, the world's philosophy that's kind of rolling around that we're, you know, trying to discern, like, what to believe in, what's truth. When we watch mass media, when we watch the government and everything that's been happening and you know, whether or not to believe into the mass hysteria or whether or not to believe in, um, you know, this is truth and this is how we need to defend ourselves and the way that it divides us as a people, as a country, um, any of those things. Like, how does how does one be able to discern what the truth is and be able to look into that on a um, on a metaphysical and a material level? Okay, so that's a very complex question, but I, I will try to, to bring as much clarity as possible. Um, First of all, to, to, to be able to gain discernment, it's very important to be able to differentiate reality 
from perceptions. Reality can be also called truth. Yeah. Uh, the reality in which we live is infinite. It's objective and it's absolute. Our perception of reality is limited, it's subjective and it's relative. So first of all, it's really important to understand that we will always have a limited perception of something infinite. So we cannot take our perception for the absolute truth. Yet, this is not what we've integrated collectively until now. It means that today, people on top of society are standing and saying that they have the truth. Yet, everything that they are bringing is something limited, relative, and subjective all the time. And so, by doing so, they are kind of, they are kind of doing a manipulation, pretending that they are something that they are not, that goes with all the belief system that are dominating our society today that pretend to be the truth, whether it's religions, whether it's communism or capitalism, or whether it's uh, um, national uh, nationalist beliefs and cultures, etc. And, and, and so our inability to different, to make that difference is where the confusion comes from, because then we start to evolve, uh, to evolve in a world that is completely disconnected from reality and ruled by beliefs that pretend to be reality. That creates what I would call a state of, of collective disconnection from reality, and therefore a state of collective psychosis, which is the entrance gate for any type of manipulation, whether it's can, whether coming from official media or from conspiracy theories. So what are we dealing with now? Let's, let's start first with religion. We are dealing with belief systems that, uh, for the vast majority of them, are thousand years old. So basically, we are dealing with tools yeah, that humans have used to accomplish certain missions a long time ago. Yeah. So for example, if today we are using a religion that, 2000, that is 2000 years old, it is as if we are using a tool that is 2000 years old. Yeah. It has not evolved. And what we see is that between recently there's been a change of paradigm yeah we mm -hmm. stepped in what we call the anthropocene mm -hmm. or the, the era of uh, uh the plan the, the global domination of humanity which calls us to step out of the survival mode because it's becoming self-destructive mm -hmm. yet all the belief systems that we are using are have been created in survival mode. And so they are completely disconnected from our reality. Mm -hmm. So as far as like the the programming goes, um, what we're, okay, so what you talked about in our religious standing, when I can think about or look in my research as far as what religion is and what the ideas are, um, predominantly religion has been used as a, for, a means of control, right? Yes, uh, uh, of course. So basically... Uh, Religion is the fear of judgment very often that is behind it and the need for uh, moral barriers that compensate a lack of consciousness. I'm going to explain that uh, very much. It's like a kid when he's not conscious enough to understand something, you, you just tell him, no, it's not right to do so because you know that he doesn't have the... the the capability yet to understand why. Mm -hmm. So you just put a barrier based on morality and you tell him that he's going to be punished if he does something like this. That's how 
that was the purpose of religion back in the days. And fear has been used in order to control people. I mean, we, we, we can imagine that regions have been created in very wild times in which life expectancy was short mm -hmm. and, and where death was common. Mm -hmm. So telling people that they are going to die if they do something wrong, I guess, was not very scary for them because mm -hmm. death was all around the place. Mm -hmm. Telling them that they are going to be submitted to eternal punishment was a little bit more scary. Yeah. But it was one way to get people under control and to fear the afterlife and the divine judgment enough so that they accept the rule and the morality that is being pushed by religion. So it's been created as a tool of control, of course. So in the tool of control, um, you know, it's inciting fear, right? So before yes. we get in, into the conspiracy theories and what's happening in the government, we can start at the base level where religion was used. That was the government then at the time. And so like, what are the, you had mentioned something about the three fundamental fears that yeah. are the way that we enact these type of entities and or control or, or no. consciousness. So to, to just, uh, I, feel, I feel the need to do so. By government, I think what is being made is, is the force in position of power and authority. Yeah, that's the government. And so it has been... The, the government. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the, the, the human force in position of power and authority. Okay. And therefore in position to create belief system that will be applied to the collective mm -hmm. yeah what was the question <laughs> i forgot even <laughs> just like how religion at the base was utilized as a source of fear um what were the three fundamental fears oh, yes. that um that allow for this this type of thing to run rampant in the first place when we when we're seeking for truth we're looking for a basis of um essentially solidifying our own belief systems like to yes. make, so we feel safe right so so it's very important so indeed very important to go back to the fundamental to the fundamental fields so uh, and to understand that they are an heritage from the white times where humans were in a hostile environment where uh, they had to face predation from animals or from other tribes they had to face situation of scarcity and famines and they had to face the fear of being rejected by the group, which very often was meaning a lot yeah, to be executed, murdered yeah, by yeah. the group. So basically, um, um, human beings have thrived to create belief systems and culture that will allow them to dominate their environment. One of the extensions of that, for example, today, the most advanced part is, is nations. Yeah, mm -hmm. They are tools of domination. Uh, to accumulate or to create resources. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what the extension of that today would yeah. be, for example, capitalism. And uh, um, to have a space for morality to, to keep cohesion within the group. Mm -hmm. and the, uh, an extension of this today is religion. Mm -hmm. So all these collective beliefs, which are foundations of our society structure, pillar of our society, are established in fear And in these three fundamental fears, which I repeat are uh, the fear of hostility, the fear of scarcity, and the fear of separation. So out of these three fears, is this where we are birthing these entities of consciousness? Yes. Okay. So um, to, 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 to explain what is entities, because not everyone um, may necessarily uh, understand, understand um, an entity is... Um, a collective belief in that case, in the case in which we are speaking, at least, it's a collective belief that is 
that has turned into a social construct okay. that is materialized. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, a country is originally a, 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 ma a manifested collective belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A business is also a manifested collective belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A religion is a manifested collective belief. So, what's really important is that when this 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 collect this this social construct, these collective beliefs, these entities are being manifested. They carry an intention mm -hmm. that is at the core of why they have been created. They are like tools that we've created. For example, a country, the intention of a country is to protect a, a territory, its resources and its people. A business is to create power, mm -hmm. abundance, resources, to give access to resources. A, a religion is to create control, cohesion, through morality, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, uh, most of these entities, as far as I can perceive, have, are created unconsciously, which mm -hmm. means that for us, we are just doing what's normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that's the way, you know, you need to create a business to make money. But we are not thinking that in the invisible world, we are also creating an entity with an intention. Mm -hmm. And that entity is going to feed on the individuals that are going to enter it, mm -hmm. to feed on their intelligence, to feed on their on uh, um, on their force as individual, yeah? mm -hmm. what we call the workforce, yeah, mm -hmm. and 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 therefore there's an exchange of energy, mm -hmm. yeah, and people became become unconsciously attached to these entities because they had become their source of survival, mm -hmm. yeah, like. The nation provides this space of safety mm -hmm. for me, my people, and my culture. Mm -hmm. So I'm attached to the nation because questioning it is questioning this space of safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there is the traumatic memory of invasion, mm -hmm. you know, that we also carry in the mm -hmm. collective unconscious. Uh, a business provides, if it's working well, this this wealth, this power, this access to resources. Mm -hmm. If I question the business, I question my access to resources mm -hmm. so there's survival attached to it religion give me this space of safety that i'm the right person mm -hmm. that, that i'm that god is going to accept me mm -hmm. that that i'm not going to be rejected if i question religion i fear that i'm going to be punished by god mm -hmm. so it's deep rooted in fear and so there's attachment to these entities and so the human being will all human beings who are who are collaborating with entities are feeding them with energy and the energy and the entity feed them with energy back no matter what is the intention mm -hmm. yeah so there's a uh, um there's an exchange of energy on that mm -hmm. the problem that we have is is again is back to the fact that these entities have been created in times of survival mm -hmm. with a reptilian predatory instinct which means a need to dominate the environment a need to accumulate always more resources, a need to fit to a certain norm mm -hmm. in order to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And and this is not anymore working in the new paradigm. Okay. Yeah. It is becoming more and more self-destructive. Especially that a lot of these entities at the unconscious level, at the invisible level, mm -hmm. have an agenda of world domination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we look, for example, the, the countries, uh, and we look at the subject of geopolitics, mm -hmm. it's a very nasty yeah. planet we live in because all countries are in competition with one another mm. for the commercial, 
cultural and military domination of the globe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and so there's lots this under the diplomatic talks that makes it look like it is very friendly, etc. There's a lot of evil mm -hmm. uh, uh, things that are happening because they are playing, uh, they are being evil to each other mm -hmm. because that's what they've been programmed for. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, the aim of the country is to defend its interests against other countries' interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it goes the same for businesses and it goes the same between religions. Yeah, so for example. Uh, 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 The notably monotheist religion, no? because mm -hmm. they are like, it's our God. Yeah. So if you look, for example, at Judaism, is that we are the chosen people right. of God. Right. The, uh, uh, our nation is the chosen nation of God. Like God has given us the right to dominate the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's uh, uh, Christianism, uh, uh, it's the same. It's Jesus uh, is our savior, mm -hmm. and we need to spread uh, in the world to. Uh, uh, To, to, to bring Jesus back and Islam will have a different way like right. Allah is the only God and etc. So uh, although this energy of, of world domination is still repressed mm -hmm. because not socially acceptable yeah. it is there in the background yeah and it is impacting people psyche yeah. and, and people minds and therefore people behavior as well. So this is why they create a lot of conflict and disharmony yeah. because they have Uh, agendas that are not compatible and that are conflicting with one another. So in this search, uh, you know, people being fearful of this world domination or issues around survival, they've created their own truth in a way um, to to say I'm 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 safe. Like for if it was religion, um, you know, I'm in, on the right side of this religion, so I won't go to hell. So in that sense, I would have to ask the question: um, Is Is this where conspiracy is is born? Like where we have this kind of, um, and I wouldn't say born because even people that we call conspiracy theorists are people that decide to step out of whatever we consider mainstream truth at the time. Yes, yes. And so what religion, I mean, I can speak to religion probably the most um, is the people who stepped outside and says, maybe Jesus wasn't the son of God. And in fact, it was a... Um, a symbolic thing back to the Zodiac about the sun and the 12 signs and things like that or whatever. And people, Oh, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist because you stepped out of line of what the, the public as believed as a truth or as yes. a tribe or as a country, as a business. Yes. And so then you're the, you're the outsider yes. in that sense. So like in, in that process, then how do you find truth? If you have to step outside of the safety of the old paradigm. In order to find truth, we must be very rational logical and factual uh, we must cultivate discernment mm -hmm. yeah it's really important because what is really lacking today is discernment because there's so much confusion mm -hmm. and so much different theories so we need to go back to the fundamentals of what is making sense yeah and that really allow us to kind of grasping more what is the truth how, uh, how do we know what makes sense in that sense like if you're born in a certain um type of media or you're born under a certain like i'm, I'm an american i'll have a different view than someone who's born in um iran or something like that and we are trying to keep ourselves um abreast with the propaganda that we're being yes. taught or whatever in these entities that we're creating within ourselves so what makes sense can be quite subjective no it is it is very subjective but ultimately uh, the more we've worked we've done the inner work 
the more our perception becomes clear, mm -hmm. the less we are subjected to misinterpreting the reality that we are observing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was the first thing is to remember that our perception is subjective. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, then, so there's a lot of mechanism to understand in order to start making sense. So tell you the mechanism of projections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is how someone who doesn't have the necessary level of consciousness may have perception, but will project his inner self outside. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a lot of the conspiracy theorists are projections of the inner world of the conspirationist mm -hmm. projected on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, these people, uh, and, and generally part, dark parts of, of the conspirationists that are being repressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for example, let's take an example of Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. To, to make sense. We all have inside, repressed or not, and for most of us, it's repressed, the willing to dominate the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We carry that. It's imprinted in our DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, we all have the ego of all of us as kind of the perception that the world is dangerous and needs to be dominated. It's something that needs to be adjusted, but mm -hmm. it takes a lot of inner work mm -hmm. to do so. If we've not done the inner work, we're going to project that on the outside. Mm -hmm. And for example, start to see that people who are on top of the world today, they are the worst and all they want is world domination. Indeed, just like all of us. Yeah. So that doesn't make them evil. Mm -hmm. That makes them human being unconscious mm -hmm. like the vast majority of us. Mm -hmm. So the Illuminati must be replaced where it belongs. It's an unconscious ego energy that wants to play God and control the world. Yeah. It, that's what it is. Yeah. So after, of course, what's really important is to know is do we have a direct access to an information or are we just interpreting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of the conspiracy theories are based on interpretations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which means that we don't really have a clear access to information yet because the information is kept secret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So unless we have a, 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 an access to information, we cannot draw conclusions. So what we can do, we can start to reason to, to, to be rational. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's important to understand is that people in position of power, they have power. Mm -hmm. They don't need to make much conspiracy, although they are doing dirty tricks. There's no question about it. Mm -hmm. But they don't need to take insane risk mm -hmm. to, to, to have power because they have it already. Yeah. Generally, what happens is more like The conflict happens because the entities that they are using for, the, for their position of power are in conflict with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's where well, the mess is coming. Say that again. So, for example, mm -hmm. um, if I'm, let's say, uh, uh, we have individuals that use the religion of Islam to gain position of power, mm -hmm. right? Pretending that uh, whatever, like that, that being a little bit the guru of the modern times, mm -hmm. yeah? And, and that religion has a set of beliefs that goes with it. That set of beliefs, for example, would be incompatible with some sets of beliefs that are being cultivated in USA yeah. and that other people use for their position of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of these people, generally, they are willing to dominate the world, become more active because they have access to more resources, uh, etc. Uh, um, the belief that they are using to perpetuate their position of power are not compatible. That creates situa conflictual situations mm -hmm. yeah. between leaders, different types of leaderships that are using sets of beliefs that are fundamentally incompatible mm -hmm. 
and that are con therefore conflicting with each other mm -hmm. because they all want to have world domination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is compensated because if we look at it like that, it will be like, you know, mass massacre all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's compensated by human consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in order for that not to turn into a, a World, World War, etc. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's human consciousness that's compensated and say, okay, I want this power, but I'm not going you know, to, to use a, to 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 to, uh, to engage in a war with this because mm -hmm. I'm going to engage the the, the life of of, uh, of many people. Mm -hmm. So the unconsciousness of in, of entities is compensated by human consciousness, okay. which is really important. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not necessarily the humans that are bad. It's just that the entities that they are using to reach their position of power are running on energies that are very primitive mm -hmm. and, and, and that have agenda of, uh, again, uh, accumulation of power for world domination or for resources, etc., etc. So are, are we as humans then creating these entities that have their own consciousness to be able to interact with us in our, our unconsciousness? Yes, in a way. Alors, me, uh, I'm not too sure they have that much consciousness. Yeah. yeah? Uh, that's like, the thing. It's like a software programming that we're creating. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a collective, in it's, it's a form of collective intelligence in a way. Mm -hmm. So there's, uh, uh, it's, it's more like an unconscious, uh, uh, collective intelligence. Background uh, running program. Yes. Because, um, uh, we are not conscious enough to create conscious entities, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as I know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a, a conscious entity is an entity that will be at our service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it will not be. Uh, it will not. We are currently serving the entity. Ah yes. Yeah. Completely. Completely. So we've we are... created essentially our own prison or slavery system. Yes. Of some ah, it's, sort. it's it's a very good image. It's exactly that. So uh, we've unconsciously created our prison and now we are locked in it. And we we are we have been so unconscious that we did not notice that we created our own prison and we even and we still did not notice that we are locked in it. So how then like truth would then be the key, right? Yes. Uh, uh, um, the, the key here is to Understand that all of this is our creation and that the entities that we create, they will really follow our intentions. Right. Ultimately, we are the masters, mm -hmm. right? We are the creators. So, of course, if the intention of the entity is to achieve a position of power to control others, which is the intention of the entities running the show right now, well, they will do their job mm -hmm. because that's what they've been created for. No, is the intent, if we create entities to serve humanity, to serve all of us, mm -hmm. you know, we create a completely different paradigm. Right. And there's as many entities as we can create. Yeah. The problem is today the entities are reptilian and therefore they've been created to, for, to achieve position of power and control. And people who have this position of power and control today in our society are very afraid mm -hmm. to have the belief systems on which these entities are created questioned. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, uh, um, cause it works for them. It works very well for them. Yeah. And, and also, uh, it's really important to understand the fundamental traumas and, be, uh, uh, and fears that are associated with them. I mean, these entities are created with the belief that human beings are fundamentally evil and needs to be controlled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
um, it's coming from a fear of ourselves as well. We are creating entities that repress us and control us because we are fundamentally afraid of ourselves. Mm. The problem is that... Ooh. We are fundamentally afraid of ourselves. Yes. Yes. And the problem is that that, that creates a, a self-perpetuating circle. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, if we are afraid of ourselves, we are not going to trust ourselves. Yeah. Right? If we don't trust ourselves, we are not going to be nice to each other, logically. Mm-hmm. Right? If we are not nice to each other, then we are not going to trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we are creating a self-perpetuating circle, which is deep-rooted in traumas from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's back to the traumas from the past. All these terrible things that happened in the past because we were unconscious and we had to fight to survive in a hostile environment in which we were facing situations of scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so those of us who are born, who are not, you know, we, it's hard. Like, so as an, a millennial, <laughs> yes. as someone who's, who's new of generation and new of thought, um, coming into an old paradigm, an old government, an old way of thinking and looking at things and saying like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. You know, having this kind of visceral reaction and anger towards a system that we see is corrupt and no longer working and propaganda and manipulation and conspiracy, all of this stuff. And we, I feel personally like there's a sense of almost like hopelessness, right? Like a feeling okay. of like, um, you know, what do we do? So, cause we are not some, like, at least for myself, like I'm born into this paradigm, but this is not of my, I believe, like my own entity that I've yes. created. So now we are trying to create new entities and new truths, um, you know, according to our own reality and of subconscious or consciousness, um, and and exist in this current world where I believe that the paradigm perhaps may be too strong. What do we do with that? Because that's where we're getting into the, like, how do you discern the truth from the illusion and what can you do about it? Uh, it's about really becoming real. What, what perpetuates these entities is our constant state of denial. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we live, these entities obviously are disconnected from reality because they are from the past and we are in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And we are so afraid to face this past, this horrific past that is behind us. Well, we, we, we remain in a state of denial. We are holding into them because we believe that we are powerless and that we need them to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that self-perpetuate them. How do we cut that? I guess that's the question. It's first is about coming from a position of awareness and understanding. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we do not have that position yet. Right. So that a few people understand that today on the globe and that we are having this conversation mm. is a great step forward. Yeah. But as long as a critical mass, a sufficient critical mass doesn't have... We, I'm going to reformulate that. Yeah. We, need a, we need a critical mass in order to be able to trigger that change. And today, that critical mass is not existent because most people are not aware about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And this is really groundbreaking what we are sharing. I mean, this is not the type of conversation that we are having on a regular basis. Yeah. So if we want to come from a step of awareness, we need to start having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's very important. And, and one of the ways to do that is to step out of our position of denial. Mm-hmm. And notably to recognize the unsustainability of the old paradigm. Mm-hmm. What's a way that we can, like, what, what is it that we're denying? That's a better question. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean think. everything, but yes, let's get specific here. <laughs> but for example, I can give you examples. Uh, one of the fundamental things that we are denying and it's problematic because it's bringing us on the verge of a very serious situation is how the consequence of the consequences of the unsustainability of the current model. Right. And for example, the ongoing ecocide. Yeah. The destruction of the, the 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 ecosystem of the planet that are vital to our right. surviving, which we talked about in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one denial that we have because yeah. it's a reality that is so overwhelming to mm-hmm. face. So that's one that we can see. Yeah. Because what's happening is that we have to say they did a pretty good job. These entities, mm-hmm. and for those who are successful in position of power, they are in a position of comfort, mm-hmm. which means they are not really willing to question them. Yeah. Those who are not in position of con- power or comfort generally are, are maintained in survival. Yeah. So they don't have the luxury to think about all of that. Yeah. yeah. So I think for those in position of comfort, it's about recognizing that this is not going to last mm-hmm. because it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And that if it really goes to the point where it completely falls apart, they are going to be held accountable mm-hmm. right. for what is happening. Right. So that for me is is really a big wake up call. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's happening on the surface of the globe today is like a call mm-hmm. for us to awaken yeah. and realize what we are doing. So I think that's a really first step is recognizing that it recognizing that get us out of our comfort zone. It obliges us to ask ourselves questions and deep questions yeah. about what we are doing and what's happening on the surface of the globe. Yeah. And what from about that the denial of our humanity. Like there's a denial of consciousness, there's a denial. I like I love talking to you because I like the aspect of what you have to say is very rational and logical and intellectual and that part of myself is like ignited. I like that. But there is such a sensation in a very I would say uh you said it last time, reptilian and even patriarchal sensation of the way that we operate and look in our world is this very logical side and we we negate the invisible world. Yes. And we negate the invisible or the aspects of our spirituality that allow us to open up to our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So if we are denying that part of our humanity and where we are stuck or you know needing to be strict to a perception of what's rational, then in some ways we're also then... denying our ability to open up and wake up in our consciousness no okay um i personally do not see so because i don't see i don't see spirituality as irrational Uh oh thank you yes i see see it very rational so i think we have to stop the main world like no but i I think i think we have a a wrong understanding of what is rationality Uh Uh, we 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 have called uh, rationality the mechanical thinking scientific thinking which is completely disconnected from consciousness right in fact it is not rational because if it was rational it would not be self-destructive uh, yes right so uh, uh, we have to start saying the truth which means the current dominant system is not rational mm. yeah mm-hmm. and spirituality is a, is, is a connection to rationality because mm. it interconnects the spiritual world and the material world which means if we live too much in the material world and we are disconnected from material from the spiritual world we are not rational Mm-hmm. If we are only in the spiritual world but disconnected from the material world, we are also not rational. Right. So rationality is connecting both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction. It's very important because I think many we've we've opposed that for too long. We've, yes. we've we've called reason what is not reasonable. Yeah. We what we call reason now is robotization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, a automatization. It's, it's again. It's a mechanical thinking that does not recognize consciousness. Just recognize a perpetuate need to grow 
consume and fit. And, and this is another entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's entity programming, collective uh, uh, mechanical programming. And, and, and you mentioned the word humanity. Uh, indeed, I mean, becoming conscious of ourselves, mm-hmm. aware of ourselves, accessing this self-knowledge that allows us to see ourselves as these conscious creators of our collective reality mm-hmm. is where we tap into the stage of humanity is where we start to become human. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't consider ourselves as fully humans. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, this Let's is talk why about that. <laughs> it's really important because you know today I would say we are in the stage of mankind. Mm-hmm. Mankind. It's mm-hmm. not humankind. Yeah. It's mankind. It's yeah. patriarchal. Mm-hmm. It's reptilian. It's survival. It's very unconscious and very unaware of itself. In contrast, what is humanity? Humanity is all the opposite, mm-hmm. which means it is. Balance, it's living in synergy with itself and its environment. Mm-hmm. It is conscious, it is sustainable, it is united. United. So, even in speaking in that, like when we talk about, like, because I just think it's important uh, right now, like uh, everything that's kind of going on in the world, we look at these things and in, in, in my little gentle heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're just lacking so much of other humanity. And most of, most of the things that we're watching are made in that old entity to divide us yes. and to make us scared and make us fearful to keep those who are in power comfortable. And so those, again, I asked the question of truth because for those of us who we consider ourselves awakened or those of us who are looking deeper into our consciousness, um, we find deeply the truth to be obvious Okay. Um, yes, <laughs> there's many, many. We, we find the truth to be obvious, but yet if we are still puzzled by it, it means we haven't yet understand everything, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think again, um, uh, we have to understand that we we have to be also rational and logical. Mm-hmm. We are saying that. And in rationality, you mean connected from to spirit yes. and to material. Plan. You will see what I will, yes. what I say. That we are saying that. The outside world is a projection of the inner world. Yes. So we cannot say that we are awakened if the rest of the world is asleep. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It is just a projection of our own mm-hmm. unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. So it means that we still have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. and that this work has to be done at the collective level. Yeah. I cannot be awakened in a world that's asleep right. because this asleepness is the projection of, of my own mm-hmm. uh, uh, state of unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. So that's really important for us to connect the dots because a lot of people think that they are there, that they are awakened, mm-hmm. but the truth is that we are not. Mm-hmm. Because if we were fully awakened, we will know exactly what to do mm-hmm. to awaken all the other. Yeah. And this is what we need to find out. Yeah. Yeah. What's that gonna take? <laughs> Alors, what is going to take is, <laughs> is, 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 is very simple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, s- stepping out of denial means dealing with our past, mm-hmm. yeah. dealing with what we've done until now and the consequence that it has in the present moment, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's very very difficult. Yeah. yeah, because we have a lot of problems we to to accept ourselves, which means accepting the past. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of problems to understand ourselves, mm. which means understand the past. And if we don't accept and understand the past and ourselves, how can we self-realize and transcend all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to take us a lot of courage to look at our shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. right now we are running away from it individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's a lot of work and this is why we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we need to 
to come up from these states of consciousness when we realize that it's not about me versus the other. Right. It's about us having to work together and sort our shit and sort our mess out. And and what? So, to sort our mess out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So in the sense of um, you you had a, you sent me a graphic about the matrix hmm. and us kind of being in the matrix and um, kind of explain that analogy like in in terms of the way of the entities that we've created. And the way that the world is operating, how that analogy parallels so well. Great. So first of all, before I explain that, uh, it's very important to recognize that in our art creations, we are sending ourselves unconsciously a lot of messages. Mm -hmm. And there is much more to movies, for example, to music or to other forms of art Mm -hmm. that we can perceive. There's a lot of subtle messages there about the matrix i think it is it is a very good representation in a way except that it's projected with our mechanical thinking yes so our material thinking so what we see in matrix is humanity being controlled by machines Mm -hmm. in a collective state of delusion in order to feed with energy these machines this is exactly the reality that i have described except that the machines are not machines made of metal. They're just these entities that we've created in the invisible world. Mm-hmm. But we are feeding them with energy and they feed us with delusion that makes us feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same principle. Mm-hmm. What do we connect to when you say invisible world? For those of us, maybe they this is the first episode they listen to. So um, what do you mean by that? Invisible world is all the, the the reality that exists, but that is not perceived by our two eyes. Okay. So, for like. example, for example, a thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> An emotion, uh. <laughs> a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just to say how important this is, because we tend not to see that, mm-hmm. is that the the society in which we live is a result of thought process. Mm-hmm. I mean, before to become the real world, it was an imaginary world, yeah. an invisible world. And from our thoughts, we manifest reality. Mm-hmm. And from the reality that we manifest, we get thoughts. So mm-hmm. it's a co-creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We create a reality and that reality creates us back. Mm-hmm. And we are constantly co-creating with our universe yes. unconsciously. Because we haven't yet understood the tools that we have yeah. in our mind to create that reality individually, and especially if we start to put collective or collective power into it collectively. And so, in some ways, you're talking about law of attraction, um, you know, kind of co-creation, not yes. in the trendy way, but in the gravity law kind of way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if that's the case, then is is the entity of conspiracy not conspiracy theories, but essentially our propaganda or things that we're watching on the news that make us scared intended to create more fear, to create um, more control? They, they basically come from their space. Yeah. Uh, um, if you come from a space of fear, what you're going to project is fear because this is what you fed on and this is what you feed on and this is everything you know. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that the world is really dangerous and and what you're going to look at is how dangerous is the world and this is what you're going to project, yeah. So, uh, uh, again, how far is this done consciously? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I hope that when the paradigm is shifted, we will be able to have access to all these information. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
how conscious were the people in position of power mm-hmm. were how conscious they were and i don't think they were ultimately very conscious because if they were really conscious they would know that everything is interdependent and interconnected and that basically by achieving power uh, by exploiting and therefore destroying their environment mm-hmm. whether it's human animal or natural mm-hmm. they are committing suicide yeah yeah so i don't see that they are i I disagree with people who said that they are conscious because Mm -hmm. in fact they are not Mm -hmm. they are very self-destructive and unconscious Mm -hmm. they are dangerous for others and themselves yeah so So being conscious is different than intention no yes yes so if someone's intention is to to scare people to control people to to do things that undermine what we would consider is the truth then it wouldn't necessarily mean that they're conscious of that but they are intending it yes uh, uh, the thing is that this is heavily heavily philosophical no no but it's, it's not philosophical <laughs> and it's very key and thanks to bring this subject yeah is that most of all today at our level of consciousness for example scientists estimate that 95 percent of our choices uh, and actions are defined by unconscious processes right. what does that mean is that most of our intentions are unconscious mm-hmm. Subconsciously, so mm, okay. I may have the intention, I may convince myself yeah. consciously that, oh, I am here to help you and provide you solution. Mm-hmm. But unconsciously, I will be here to dominate you, control you, and exploit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why people, for example, uh, uh, who are exploiting their workers, yeah. uh, um, um, exploiting their environment, are saying, but I offer them a job. Mm-hmm. I have improved their, their... And they strongly believe that. Yeah. They don't want to see that actually they are using... Uh, uh, they are abusing their position of power to take advantage of a position of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into that because if that that is the case, the way that you talk about those who are in power cannot be conscious and then thus their intentions are not really... They're not really aware of what their intentions are versus like their reptilian paradigms that continue to keep them in a place of survival. So they, they need to sustain their comfort in order to be able to continue to live. And so thus then they take advantage with their intentions that could be good or bad Mm -hmm. in order to sustain themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, just to give an example, because we're talking about it right now, a lot is the, the, what's happening in America with the impeachment trial. Mm -hmm. It's just something present that we can look at right now. It's happened Mm -hmm. all of society, but something that we can look at and everybody's very scared. I can speak for my Americans um, about what's happening in the news and what they're watching and seeing like, and I'm like, but this is history repeats itself. It's the same pattern kind of over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So we've seen this before. Um, But the, the heavy, I guess the heavy realization that like in our minds, our fear is that there is someone at the top that is pulling the strings and playing this kind of puppet thing or whatever that has the all mastery of all this knowledge. And this is where conspiracy theories really get off is being able to say this person in power and these are the people in the shadows and they have these secret societies and they do this thing and da, 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 da. You guys are blind to the truth of, you know, the secret that like, I know more about than you know, and let me give you the truth. But in that sense, they're also unconscious because they are spreading more fear and in a sense of making themselves feel more important so they can feel and like I have, I, now I dominate you. Yeah, with, I have power because right. I have the power of I truth. I am your savior. Yeah. You know, uh, there's the, the, the triangle. Yeah. Uh, victim, savior, and uh, perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
most of the time, the savior is unconscious mm -hmm. and he's just trying to take the position of perpetrator. It's, it's like, it's keep going in circle. Uh, yeah, it's probably our secret societies. There's, I mean, not probably, they, they, there is yeah. like secret societies, but we, we have to remember that uh, what are their conscious intention versus what is their unconscious intentions. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised stepping in those un, uh, uh, so secret societies that actually the conversations is how to make humanity better, hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But from a belief system that humans are bad and need to be controlled mm -hmm. and that we are the savior because we give them job mm -hmm. and, and we give them better life conditions. Right. So like the conscious intention is to make the world better. The unconscious intention is to keep being on top, dominating right. it and ruling it. Right. Yeah. So like these people don't know anything. They're just monkeys or whatever. Like yeah, we exactly. have the, the highest knowledge of but, this. But, this is how we make it better. We control their lives. We control their media. We control them in this way. So they don't upheaval and then they can, they'll, have they'll have life. a better life. Exactly. Wow. And, and, and being from, uh, um, uh, I'm an ex-senior manager of the corporate mm -hmm. world, this type in the elite, this is the type of running the elite. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. They really believe that they this are... This is the entity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, um, but, but also like being on top, also they, so they also believe that the entities are making the world better. Yeah. yeah. So being on top of the entity... But they believe that, you know, yeah. that, that they are making the world better. So I, I haven't seen much people psychopaths. I've mm -hmm. seen people who believe their own lies. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and believe that they're really making the world better when actually they are just being utterly selfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not seeing it and unable to see it because it would be too much to take. Right. Yeah. To become conscious. To become be conscious. And, and, and by the way, so for these people, a consciousness awakening is a serious trait. Is it a serious uh, threat? Uh, threat. Threat. Mm -hmm. um, threat. Yes. Yeah. It's a serious threat because um, it obliges them to face their cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, they're so afraid of it that they will very often go into some delusional thinking to demonize the mm -hmm. person who is actually being compassionate and conscious. Mm -hmm. They will find a way, they will project their own demons on that person to f to find a reason to be willing to destroy it, mm -hmm. to destroy it. And so, a means of their own survival. Yeah. 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 So again, but it's not being done consciously. It's mm -hmm. a projection. As I, if you are fundamentally unconscious and there's so much, a lot of evil in you, mm -hmm. somebody who's coming from a position of consciousness and good, you cannot see that. All you can do is project your own unconsciousness and evil and then trying to destroy it for that. Mm. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's really it's really important for us to understand to make the difference between conscious intentions and unconscious intentions, mm -hmm. consciousness and unconsciousness. Yeah, uh, because otherwise we tend to unconsciously demonize people who are just unconscious. Yes, and that have any type of means that may be perceived against our own. Yes, uh, uh, and and not that if we demonize people, we go back to feed. The belief right. that people are devil and that they need to be dominated and controlled. And so we perpetuate systems of domination, mm -hmm. control, and exploitation. Something that feels like an aha moment for me is you saying that even in these secret societies, the way that those of us who are not in power, we see them very much as evil, right? Yes. They're on the top. They're trying to control us. They're trying to this. They're trying to that. Um, and then on the top, they're like 
we want to, I mean, maybe they're not saying they want to protect us, but they're, they're trying to think, how can we make humanity better specifically also for themselves? Yes. And it's like, okay, well, um, population control, for instance, the planet is going to suffer and die if we don't figure this thing out. And so the, a conspiracy theory would be that they have, um, you know, released the coronavirus or something like this or whatever to kill, you know, some people, whatever the thing is, like, I'm making something up, um, in order to better the planet. Yes. Um, alors, that's say, uh, if they release the coronavirus, it's a bit of failure because, bon, it's, yeah. a, it's a big flu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just and, making and, something up. But yeah, like smallpox or some but, releasing but, things like that. Uh, I think, again, we, we, we have to go back, uh, uh, to rationality. Um, and, and there's no point taking conclusion without knowing. Mm -hmm. But what we can know using a logical, rational, and, and conscious uh, uh, perception is that these people are repressing their dark side, which is very big, because yeah? mm -hmm. and 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 therefore they are projecting it all over the place. So the world is evil, and they are here to control it and make it better, mm -hmm. right? So uh, uh, for these people confronted with a situation of overpopulation logically their solution will be the only solution is to force it, force using force mm -hmm. to reduce the human population mm -hmm. yeah this is just a survival instinct it's like well that's nature you know that's the way the world is and now we need to handle and so we need to get rid of you know the one that are the last the, the, the least mm -hmm. of service to the society to protect the elite mm -hmm. yeah so so Surely there is this type of reasoning and, and being also very active about environmental issues, I face it, mm -hmm. which means a lot of people which are on top of the society today will not recognize that unsustainability is mostly due to their behavior, mm -hmm. but will instead point at the problem of population. Mm -hmm. And from their point of view, this is very logic, mm -hmm. because if everybody behave like them, we are already like 10 times too much on this planet. Yeah. Right? yeah. And no planet will be enough, by the way. Right. right. Uh, um, so, but from their point of view, it's very logic because again, unconscious human beings function through projections. Mm -hmm. So they project whatever is in themselves on others and especially what they don't want to see. Mm -hmm. so, so, so then everything else looks evil if it's the darkness exactly. within them. And, 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 and everything else looks evil. Mm -hmm. And then you need to dominate control mm -hmm. that evil. Which then makes you evil. <laughs> Which then, exactly, so exerting the evil it's the it's, cycle. It's, it's, it's a, it's a self-perpetuate. So as long as we refuse to look inside uh -huh. and introspect and realize that the evil outside of us is just a projection of the, the evil inside of us. And that we need to sort that together from a position of acceptance, understanding and compassion. We will not face a solution. Yeah. Where did we get the idea that humans were evil to begin with? The, the idea, I mean, obviously. Um, I think I think history has has, has, has proven that uh, rewrite because uh, the evil also uh, is just another name for the ego or the animal survival instinct, and that animal survival instinct has been full on mm -hmm. for <laughs> since evolution. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah. It's very logical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's our heritage. But now we have to look at that as, well, something that we've used to survive mm -hmm. in a position of, of, uh, uh consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've a need to now transcend it, which means heal the traumas, the wounds mm -hmm. that we carry from the past. 
address our irrational fears and dissolve or get rid of our destructive belief systems. So what would be then the motivation for any type of consciousness, especially for those who are already in power? Survival. Because of the unsustainability of the current paradigm. Mm. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Isn't it? That's pretty good, Ben. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really enjoyed this discussion with you. Thank you again for being on for your part two of the... Uh, discussion about our sustainability and uh thank you guys for tuning into another episode of spiritual shit um real quick can you tell people where to find you uh you can find me on my facebook benjamin castello but you can also find me through new world together to uh, think tank and advocacy group that i have founded in order to bring this knowledge to the surface and for people to have access to it so that we can address the root cause of our global problems and fix them once and for good and write a different story and open a lot of potentials for humanity in the future. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at the lovely Leah for daily content and inspiration.